Hey, what's up, guys? We're here with another episode seven of Bars Loaded. Nez Hoover here. And uh, as we get going, we'll start a continuous season of Bars Loaded, taking a little bit of a break over the summer. I've had a lot of different projects going on, but finally get some time to sit down and really push out some content. Been getting tons of emails asking about Bars Loaded and what's going on. And if we're going to get started, and of course, we're going to get started again. Bars Loaded Episode 7. And my goal is, I'm going to hold myself to it and put one of these out once a week for the next year. So I got 52 episodes going. So by next September, we should be close to Bars Loaded Episode 60. And who knows from there on. But I'm not going to promise anything more than that. But I can sit down. And consider the emails and questions that we still get to this day. And uh, one that I've continued to get, and I think it's been since my strongman in April, is applying conjugate to strongman. It's been talked about a little bit over the past few years, but nobody has really dove into it. I think strongman as a sport is evolving. Now with weight classes, you're able to reach out to more athletes, and it's not just a big man sport anymore. Although, at the end of the day, it is a big man sport, but now it's uh, got some weight classes so that people can enjoy it. And I think people are coming over from powerlifting and um, CrossFit that enjoy the lifting heavy. And I know for me, there's certain aspects of CrossFit that I love, but I'm not going to get up and get 240 pounds up on doing some muscle ups. You ain't gonna see me doing doing that shit. So uh, I t- I tell people all the time that strongman is. Well, I tell the CrossFitters anyways. Strongman is the cool part of CrossFit, leaving out all the other nonsense. So uh, I think as a sport, it's growing, and it can only go up from here. Training, I've seen evolve over the last 10 years for Strongman. Before, you used to just have big uh, event days and real specific towards you know these events, which is fine if you have a specific event for a contest and you haven't trained it very much. You may need to take some time and learn the technique of that event. But if you're not signed up for a contest and general training... <laughs> As you can hear, my son in the background wants to get on the podcast, Emmett. What do you got to say about Strongman, Emmett? Yeah. Okay. All right. See? And there you have it. But what I'm talking about is that most people used to train Strongman events all the time. Well, that's fine as you're learning the events. But what happens when you've learned most of the main events? Your log, your dumbbell your deadlift, different stuff like that. What do, what do you do now? And it goes back to regular training and training for any other sport. There are specific movements that are are better for one sport and not the other or a little more specific to one sport than the other, even though I don't like the term sport specific. Once you start to learn these techniques – as an athlete, you need to be training a little more general. 
for general strength. And that goes back to your, your main movements. Your squat, your bench, your deadlift, and probably an overhead press some, of some kind. So the way we've done it as the strength systems is we've applied our conjugate method that we've been doing for over 10 years. And you'll have your max effort upper, you'll have your max effort lower, dynamic upper and lower. And then what we've done with Strongman is we've actually put in a hypertrophy day. And that could be the same day or a separate day and we'll do uh, specific event training. Um, usually towards you know an upcoming event. We have an event coming up next month. And so our event days have been specific towards that event. Working on techniques towards that event. But we don't have to go 100% all the time on those events. Honestly, most of the time we keep it around 70, 75%, 80% tops. Um, we've done a couple times where we've gone through competition weight. And those are for some of the newer lifters who just need that confidence to know that they could feel that weight and they could do that weight. But so like on Mondays, we got our max effort lower. And that will be some kind of deadlift. Even though there's not a whole lot of squats in competition we still squat in the gym because you know there's huge carryover to the squat i don't even have to start on that we'll be here for two weeks talk about the carryover of the squat but what we will do so we'll have a deadlift or we'll have some kind of squat we got a new amazing belt squat the atp from Westside barbell thank you very much for that and so we'll be incorporating that Two, three, four times a week. And then uh, usually on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, we'll have our max effort upper. So it'll either be some kind of bench, some kind of floor press, um, maybe heavy dumbbell that day, or some kind of overhead press. And uh, we'll couple all our accessory movements that day to help that, that event. So our triceps, our shoulders, we're not training like bodybuilders. We're just doing one specific body part. We're actually training for that movement. So everything we'll do that day is to build that movement. We'll have a hypertrophy days. Usually for me, is usually Thursdays. So uh, I'll get in there. Honestly, just get a pump. Uh, maybe do some recovery, some sleds, some different stuff like that to make sure the rest of the week is going you know, as planned. And then uh, we have our dynamic lower on Fridays. We'll do speed squats, speed deadlifts, and that's higher volume. It's a very high volume day. Actually, it's the most taxing day of the week for me. And then on Saturdays, we'll do either some event training um, with our speed bench. And we'll do that on Saturdays. Right now, I haven't been doing a whole lot of speed bench or speed upper because I've been uh, focusing a little bit more on my upper body and event stuff, uh, upper body strength, not so much the speed. So now, as you get through training and you start moving through these cycles, and you cycle different workouts various ways, you can do the same workout for three or four weeks. Switch to a new workout and this be up on your upper or lower day. 
And it could be a <clears throat> barbell, it could be a log, it could be a dumbbell. Or you could cycle another way where you pick four movements and cycle through each one of those three or four times. You just need to find a way where you can get the work in and practicing your technique and then being able to incorporate the strength and hypertrophy and conditioning as well. I think the biggest thing with strongman that people don't realize is the conditioning part. It's good to be strong in the static strength, the deadlift, the press, different stuff like that. But when it comes to loading or stones or medleys or even the work that's put in throughout the day, you need to learn how, your body needs to learn how to adapt to that and be able to handle that type of volume. The way you do that is incorporating different levels of GPP throughout the week. For those of you guys don't know or haven't listened to prior podcasts, GPP, general physical preparedness. Your general physical preparedness is based on what your activity is. So for strongman, you need to be in condition enough. You don't need to be in condition to run a marathon, but you need to be in condition enough to get through a strongman workout and get through a strongman competition. Sorry, my phone's going off here. But like I said, with that being said, take time three, four times a week and get in some GPP work, some sleds, some prowler. Um, now that we have the belt squat, we're going to be doing a ton of stuff inside the belt squat, just marching with weight. Marching with weights can be huge, and we're super excited to do it. But some of our people do sleds every single day at different volumes, different intensities, heavier, lower, longer distance. Um, there's been times where it's basically a GPP workout, and we rotate in different workouts for a full mile. That was insane, and it's probably in excess but it was a great workout and it really tests where you're at physically and your muscular strength so as you get through that then you start to figure out what you're good at and what you're struggling at once you figure that out you need to really attack those weaknesses while maintaining your strengths and this is where coaching comes into play not saying that you can't do it and there's plenty of information out there, but there's plenty of shitty information as well. So <clears throat> pay attention to what you're, what information you're getting. Um, Starting Strongman is a great forum. There's a lot of good advice on there. Um, if you know a professional Strongman around you, team up with them. Don't just follow the Strongman certification or this bullshit, that bullshit. Because just because someone paid five six hundred dollars for a certification doesn't mean that they can teach you what to do. Are they a good tool to use? Of course, but their word is not the end all be all. You need to find someone that has some experience competing, has some experience training others, and have have a program that has been proven over time. Remember, strength is measured in time, not in weights. So, 
The problem is a lot of people want to jump from program to program from 8 to 12 weeks. Oh, this one didn't work. No, you just did not. Everything works. You just have to give it time. What's that saying? Uh, he has in uh, Remember the Titans about his offense? Just give it time. It'll work. You need to be patient with your training. Once you've gotten techniques down, I'm not saying that you should never stop working on your technique. Always improve your technique. But as you get further and further along, start training a little more general and then get a little more specific as you get closer to the competition. The biggest thing is, and why we use strongman and conjugate put together is because everyone needs a deadlift, everyone needs a squat, and everyone needs a press of some sort. That training generally is going to build that base strength. You're going to prevent a lot of injuries. I think that's CrossFit's biggest problem, and it's getting better. But CrossFit, a lot of people don't program strength. They have one strength movement, and then maybe one accessory movement, and then move right to a taxing Metcon that just beats the shit out of you for you know, 10 to 25 minutes. And then you do that four or five times a week, your body will break down. Same concept when it comes to strongman. Okay, you don't need to do an event every single day. Do something that's going to strengthen your log press or strengthen, you know, your yoke walk. And then use certain days. You could pick certain days, maybe twice a month, to do a yoke on a max effort lower. And that will be your max effort for the day. That's fine. But if your your yoke, for instance, is struggling, find out why it's struggling. Okay, it's not just about walking. Can you support that weight on your upper back? Maybe your upper back's too weak. Maybe your upper back's small. Building those shoulders and those traps up there is going to help hold that yoke. So keep that in mind as you go through the training. So what I would say, getting back towards, you know, the powerlifting stuff. When you're training powerlifting, I think powerlifting is a great base for any kind of movements. I started off with powerlifting and then moved to strongman. And not that I'm saying I'm, I'm strong enough. You're never strong enough. But now I could train. I'm gotten to, got to the point where I could train specific and movements come a lot easier because of that base. You see what I'm saying? I've built the foundation for my house. So now, sorry, the sun's in the background banging his car seat against the wall and thinks it's funny. But now, as far as strongman, I can go light on a dumbbell and not worry about my strength and Focus more on my technique and do that as an accessory. It doesn't have to be my max effort. So with all that being said, once you get to competition, now as a competitor, do you have it? It's a long day. I don't know if you've cut weight yet. We haven't got to that. 
But on the day of, it's a lot different than training in the gym because now you have other people going against. You have most likely shitty warm-ups. Strongman is notorious for having shitty warm-ups. I think in my last competition, I practiced I did the dumbbell once or twice and then jumped it right to competition weight. So you need to be able to be ready to go when they call. It's a long day. Four or five, six hours. Sometimes it's a two-day event. So that that's where all the GPP comes. But as a competitor, you need to be able to compete. And if you haven't grown up as a competitor in sports, it's going to be a little difficult for you. I'm not going to lie. Can it be done? Of course it can. But understand there's a different element to in competition and in the gym training. So consider that when you're training in the gym and you have to have your perfect song for a max effort or this and that, nothing's ever going to be perfect. It might be hot that day. It might be cold that day. Um, you may not have got too much rest because your son was up screaming all night. Something will go wrong. How do you adapt to that and still become a good competitor? So keep that in mind when you sign up for your first strongman competition. So I think today as we finally got back into the mode of bars loaded and we will upload this new episode I think it was good to touch back on something that we are currently in and that's strongman training and I'm super stoked about a competition coming up although I broke my foot I didn't I've kind of been just training around it I'm hoping it's better uh, the competitions in three weeks so we'll see where we're at um, I also have a weight cut I don't know how that's gonna what's gonna happen with that I'm not really actually I'm ahead of where I was but it's gonna be a little more difficult this time because of the the broken foot so we'll see what happens I may not bust my ass to make 220 this time but we'll see what happens. Um, I think we'll cut it there. Be sure to go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star ring and leave us a review. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. If you don't, so what? But if you do, that'd be freaking awesome. Because what happens is they they push us a little higher on the, in the fitness you know, category and different stuff like that. And... We get a little more exposure. More exposure, the better we can make this podcast. So again, appreciate your patience while we've taken some time off. Appreciate um, all the support and keep listening. And as I've mentioned, my goal is to do one of these every week for the next year. So by next October, I hope to be close to episode 60. 52 weeks in a year, blah, 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 math majors. You know what I'm saying? So uh, stay tuned and throw some comments out. Email us uh, at bar, barsloaded2006 at gmail.com. 
Um, for more questions, keep the comments coming on the website. You can find Bars Loaded also on ZStrengthSystems.com. And stay tuned. Uh, next week, uh, we will have an op- uh, episode about starting a warehouse jam and what it takes to become successful. Uh, so we'll talk to you next week or I'll hear from you guys next week. And uh, that's it. So uh, from Bars Loaded Studios, this is Nez Hoover signing out.